My name is Christy Crespin, and the reason for this group is because last year we had a virtual ACB convention, and we did some uh, top some some history kind of topics, and I was so excited that we were having this virtual convention that I decided I wanted to have everybody read this book. I constantly ask people to read, to understand where we come from. I'm a big believer in knowing our history and in knowing why because in understanding why, then it becomes more important. It becomes more um, ingrained in us, and we become more involved. So uh, I am so excited to be doing this. I'm nervous. Uh, this is the first day. I probably won't be so nervous after today, but um, this is a new, brand new thing. So I've, I try to figure out, okay, when would be the best time for me to conduct this group? I wanted to do it last year, but in working, it didn't seem like it was a good fit. So then I retired at the end of April, and I was asking myself, should I wait till after ACB convention? And I decided, no. As you can tell, I said, okay, I'm going to jump right on this. I bought the uh, ACB thumb drive, and I don't know if they have any left, but I think it's well worth, if they do have any in the mini mall, to get it because it has the BRF, the DOC and the DAISY files for the uh, People of Vision book. So um, what I'd like to do is start out by asking people three questions. Who are you? Okay, so who are you? When did you join the blindness movement? And what would you like to gain from, um, from this book discussion group? So, um, who's helping me? Yeah, it's Sheila. Do you want um, people to hands. raise their hands? Yes, I would like people to raise hands. Okay. If you're on the PC, it's Alt-Y. To mute and unmute is Alt-A. If you're on the Mac, it's Option-Y. To mute and unmute is Command-Shift-A. On the smartphone app, it is under More Options to Raise Your Hand. And bottom left, to mute and unmute. And if you're on a landline, it's star 9 to raise your hand and star 6 to mute and unmute. So, um, Kia Wright has her hand raised. Hello. Hi. So, <laughs> hi. Um, I'm... First of all, Kale, okay, right? I'm from Hawaii, and I've joined the blind, um, the ACB, my chapter, 
is known as HAB, Hawaii Association of the Blind, back in 2010. Um, been around for 10 years. Um, and um, what i like to get out of this uh, book discussion is um, a lot of different insights of different people of how they joined and um, how they came across this, this book. And also, I, I really like the narration of this book, to tell you the truth. It's great. Thank you. Okay, Larry? All right, so since my memory is contained basically by same-day status, I may ask you to repeat a question again in case I missed it. But I'm Larry Gassman. That's self-explanatory. That's for anybody who wants to say who cares. Uh, secondly, in terms of the blindness movement, I assume you mean a, by ACB, or it could be NFB too, but in this yeah, case, anything. ACB, yeah. which was actually probably 2016, 2017. I went to a few state things in the 90s. And I belonged to a lot of their other organizations, and I joined them in the 70s, and, and I would always be amazed by the people who would come to me and say, boy, I wish I joined when I was your age, because I joined when I was in 17. And in, in terms of ACB, I was in my 60s, and I had the same response, I wish I joined a lot, a lot longer. Uh, I read this book about the time I joined about three years ago from BARD. It's still available on BARD. Um, and because I'm involved in a lot of other organizations, I collect the old-time radio shows, produce them, play them on the air, interview probably 500 people who worked in radio. I have a remarkable, amazing love for history. I bet you never thought I was going to get around finally to why. But it's true. Uh, I, I didn't know anything about ACB except for the little scraps. But I knew a lot of the people because I grew up with them in other arenas. Foundation for the Junior Blind here and Braille Institute and other places. Uh, and so I read this book and I was just amazed by what had happened and how everything intertwined. And the reason I'm involved in this particular book class is that I had some thoughts based on being a brand new person to ACB, but there are a lot of other people here who may have different thoughts, different ideas about people and about events. And I'm interested in learning and that's why I'm here to grasp some of that. Thank you. Diane? Yes. Um, hi, Sheila and uh, Christy and everybody. Um, I am Diane Scalzi. I live in St. Clair Shores, Michigan. And I tried fighting getting involved in the um, blindness movement for years and years and years. I just... I just, you know, figured I could do things on my own, I guess. Um, and uh, I do have several friends in both organizations. And one of my friends from around here talked me into joining ACB. Now, I knew one of the, um, I think she was one of the founding members. Her name uh, was MJ Schmidt. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think I want to read that book to see what more I can find out about her, because she was a very interesting person to know. Thank you. Maria. Hi, everyone. My name is Maria. I'm from Sacramento, California. Um, I've been in the blindness world pretty much since I was it's in school because my school had to be sued to allow me to go. Um, I, however, didn't get involved with ACB till um, I think like 2018. 
Um, and I'm just very interested in kind of the, the way it developed separately and just to be able to dialogue with people about different viewpoints in terms of blindness and attitudes and philosophies and all that good stuff. So, um, plus I love books <laughs> and somebody recommended that I read this one a long time ago and I just hadn't gotten to it yet. So I thought, oh, this would be great. Fantastic. Thank you. Okay. Regina. Regina Marie, you may unmute. Good morning. There you go. I, uh, let's see. My name is Regina Brink. I am the president of the ACB Capital Chapter in the California Council of the Blind. And I actually am a bit like Larry because I joined in 2017 ACB, but I was a member of Braille Institute and the Foundation for the Junior Blind as well and went to Camp Bloomfield. And I started working at the Sacramento Society for the Blind in 2002, which is heavily NFB. And so mm, because of my job and um, the atmosphere there, I was hesitant to join any organization, uh, especially because of I had less encounters with people from ACB. And I didn't know as much about them. I knew a lot about NFB, and there were things that I didn't um, agree with. And so finally, after I retired and stuff, I did uh, join. And I'm like, Larry, I wish I had joined way sooner. I wish I had not had that hesitation early on to check out the other organization which is now us, right? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, and what do I want to get out of the book list? Right. Sorry. I want to actually learn the history of both organizations, the split. Well, not both, but how they work together at the beginning. I've never understood that. And just clarify some of the things that I've been told and I've heard. That's not a good way to learn history and, Again, like Larry, I love history. I think it, it's very important to know. So, thank you, Regina. Dan. Yeah, hello. Uh, this is Dan from San Diego, and um, okay. Anyway, I joined the uh, the blind advocacy movement back in the nineteen sixties. My age is 72. I'm currently not a member of either one of the two advocacy organizations, but I plan on joining ACB pretty soon. I think this uh, Zoom business that ACB is doing is just really outstanding. And uh, I've lived through all this history, so I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, what uh, Christy and everybody else here has to say about the book, which I do not plan on reading, but it would be interesting to, to get everybody's uh, opinions and and so forth. So that's basically my my story. Thank you, Dan. Ray. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. This is Ray Marcus from Newark, California. I joined in uh, 2017, and I'm going to be downloading the book from Bar today, and just getting everybody's perspectives and um, uh, experiences. So, thank you. Thank you. John? 
My turn is. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, I'm an invader. I'm from Toronto, Canada. Oh, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I have uh, attended conventions of both NFB and ACB. Uh, I'm a history nut, history lover. Uh, I fell into disability rights work in 1975 quite by accident, and uh, it's been a major part of my life ever since. And as I said, I'm a history lover, so I'm uh, I'm curious to uh, sit in on some of these conversations and learn some more. So uh, thanks for the chance to join you guys. Well, thank you. Chanel? Hello. I am so sorry earlier my net was being difficult, so I hope you can hear me now. Yes, we can. Okay. Well, I am also interested in just learning more. I have kind of, I'm part of the ACB through a a couple of affiliates, um, a, a special, whatever groups, not the state or local, but I am interested in learning more about the history and um, I keep meaning to read the NFB book, but I haven't gotten around to that yet. So I'll probably get the ACB perspective first, which is great. So uh, thank you for having this call and I will look forward to the discussion. Thank you, Janelle. That's all your hands, Christy. Okay. Anyone else um, for people who have joined, I've heard more people join. The questions that I'm asking is who are you, especially you people that are on the phone that have, um, no names behind your numbers. Um, who are you? Uh, how long ago did you join the blindness movement of, of any kind? And what would you like to gain from this book discussion group? Melanie has her hand raised, Christy. Okay, Melanie. Hey, everybody. So my name is Melanie Altsanoe, and I joined ACB when well, I don't know when I joined. Um, I went to my first meeting when I was 10. All right. <laughs> and that was in the early 90s. So I joined as soon as I could. I don't know if it was 13 or 16. <laughs> um, <laughs> so part of me wants to kind of reminisce about that history back then. But also because I was so young, there were definitely pieces and nuances that I wasn't privy to, didn't understand, didn't get the nuances of. And so reading this, I think, is just going to add a layer to to that age range um, when you just don't quite understand the mechanics just yet. What an interesting perspective, perspective, Melanie. That's awesome. Thank you. David thank you. is back. Christy, yeah. so yes, I'm thank you, turn David. It, I'm going to turn it back over to David. I'm going to mute. Okay. Thank you, Sheila. You're welcome. All right. Well, I'm back y'all. And uh, thank you, Sheila, for helping, helping me out. We should be all good now. Uh, Beth, his hand is next. Beth, if you hit star six on your phone, you should be able to unmute. Oh, I think you were muted. There you go, Beth. Yeah. Oh, she keeps muting herself. Unmute now. You're muted again. Okay. Well, it wouldn't say anything. It wouldn't say anything. You're good now. Go ahead. Well, some part wouldn't say anything like you're muted or not muted. So that's like they're doing it. Well, we hear you now, so go ahead. Um, Beth, Beth, we can't really hear you. Can you? I think you're covering your phone. Oh. Or We're having a hard time hearing you. Uh, I'm Beth from New Mexico, and I joined the I joined the 
the at-large movement about two years ago. Uh, I've known about the blindness advocacy movement for most of my life. Um, we don't. We have a little affiliate here in New Mexico. It's not that strong, and it's not growing or anything. And so I would just like to get a history of the, the beginnings of ACB and. Um, And I may order that book from the mini mall. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's still available. Thank you, Beth. Also on Bard. Oh, I do too. If you have Bard, it's also it's there. it's on Bard. Oh, okay, uh, cool. It's on Bookshare, and I'll be giving you that information. <clears throat> okay, Sandy, your turn. I I do love history. Okay, I'm Sandy, and I've been a member of ACB since the early '80s. Um, I originally joined Braille Revival League, and when I got the first newsletter from Braille Revival League, it, it informed me that this was a, a special interest group of ACB, and I went, okay, so I guess I'm an ACB now. <laughs> um, but uh, some people encouraged me to go to the first convention I ever went to, um, which was in Philadelphia in 1984. And I've been going to every convention since. Um, so, you know, it's just, and I read People of Vision a long time ago, but I probably missed something along the way sometimes. So I just decided to check this out and see what it was all about. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Teresa. Okay, my name is uh, Teresa, and um, I first joined ACB back in the early 80s. Um, I was in the Mountain State Council affiliate at um, first, and they had a um, seminar for student college students, and I attended that, and I enjoyed it. And then, of course, I um, stuck around for the rest of the weekend for the state convention and um, learned a lot. And then um, I couldn't always make every state convention every year because of, you know, sometimes the location and transportation issues, but I tried to go when I could. And then in the early 90s, I came to Arkansas. First, I went to World Services for the Blind, used to be known as AEB, Arkansas Enterprises for the Blind, way back mm -hmm. when. Yeah. And, um, and I remember um, after I got a job here, um, in the local VA hospital one Saturday, a fellow named Adrian Duncan called my home, called my home and told my husband that they were having a, a chapter meeting uh, that afternoon. And um, he told me I ought to come. And then uh, that was November. And then in December, we had our Christmas gathering. And then in um, January, the regular secretary wasn't there. In fact, she um, hadn't shown up for several months after that, and so I was filling in for her, and finally they made it official that I would be the secretary. <laughs> and there were a few years I had to step away. I didn't drop out, but just couldn't be as active and involved because my, I had two sons and they were small. But that's not an issue now. They're grown up. Thank you. And... And I oh, haven't read the book, but I'm 
I have not read the book, but um, since I know it's on BARD, I'm a very avid and frequent user of BARD. That's great. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Lynn. Okay, uh, this is uh, Lynn, and I live in Olympia right now, even though I live in six states. You just have to catch me when you can. Anyway, I know, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was originally from New York, but one of the things that I've been ACB probably since the late 70s, what happened was in 1969, we had a group in New York City called the Blind Para Movement. Yes, that's what it was at the time. All right. And we um, were interested in parent education, and we went to um, kind of demonstrate in front of the lighthouse, and we had signs like, you know, uh, bread, not breadcrumbs, and justice, and all this kind of stuff, and parent education, stuff like that. And we had an article printed in the uh, Village Voice at the time, I think the, the, the spring of 1970, and the NFB heard about it, and they printed it they basically lambasted us and said, you know, if they were really serious, you know, they, we were just college, high school, college students. At the time I was a junior in high school or a senior, or a senior whatever. And, um, and they said, if they were really serious, they joined our, our organization. And ever, you know, since that, I really didn't have anything to do with NFB, but I, it took a while for me to get to the ACB somewhere in the seventies, um, late seventies. I don't remember how I, found out about it. I had gone to some um, uh, NFB meetings, but I didn't really like it. So I I don't know who told me about um, um, ACB in the 70s, but you know, I, I didn't really start going to conventions till like 1987 in Los Angeles when I moved there. So, so, but I've been in ACB for a very long time and president of the Alaska affiliate and, you know, just, just, uh, uh, and I, you know, was involved as first vice president when I was in, uh, Florida and in Washington, I'm on two committees. So, you know, I'm still doing stuff, but my body isn't doing too well. And I'm right now in a PhD program and this class is my last class, but I can't even get going on it. So I'm kind of busy, but I've been at ACB for a very long time. And there have been, and I read, I bought People of Vision when it came out, like right when it came out, I got all the Braille volumes. I had it. And I kind of got rid of them when I moved from Anchorage because, you know, I just, just got rid of a lot of stuff, donated it to, um, I can't remember where I donated, maybe it's the Alaska Center for the Blind, I can't remember where I donated it, but I did. So I don't have it anymore, but I did get it. I even had a um, uh, a version which was on, um, uh, uh, you know, CD and stuff like that. But, uh, uh, you know, we'll see if I want to read it again. I don't know if I ever read the whole thing. I kind of looked over the whole thing, you know, but, but um, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Thank you, Lynn. I hope you do read it again. I think you'll be surprised. Okay. And you have Chanel's hand up again. Um, okay, Chanel. Chanel. Oh, here. I'm talking away. I do apologize. I'm <laughs> Oh, my goodness. We've all done that. I know. Okay. So I just wanted to say real quick, I sorry I didn't address this earlier. I really haven't had any affiliation with the organized blind movement. Um, I did join a local ACB thing a couple years ago. Didn't really find that was for me. 
I've attended that last summer, I attended both virtual conventions. Um, but I really got involved with the community and um, just a sec. And so that has really kind of made me rethink the blindness movement, so to speak. And so I am just um, trying to see what it's all about, where I fit in, you know, if I want to fit in. But so far, I've enjoyed hosting and attending the community events. So thank you. Well, thank you for your, your, your experience and your insight. And we appreciate you. Thank you. And your hands are cleared. Okay, anybody else? Um, I know we had some new people. Um, the questions are, who are you? Uh, when did you first join the blindness movement of any kind? And what would you like uh, or to gain from reading uh, People of Vision? Okay. Um, You're still good on hand. It's cleared. And you have about 35 minutes left. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So um, the book we are reading and discussing is called People of Vision, colon, A History of the American Council of the Blind. It is by James J. McGivern. That's M-E-G-I-V-E-R-N. And Marjorie L. McGivern. Um, It is copyright 2003 by the American Council of the Blind. All rights reserved. I have some ISBN numbers for the ebook. The ISBN is one hyphen. 4107-2954-0. For the paperback version, it is ISBN 1-4107-2955-9. For the dust jacket, the ISBN is 1-4107-2956-7. And the Library of Congress control number is 2003091443. Okay, so um, this book is about 26 and a half hours, almost 27 hours of reading at regular speed uh, with a talking book uh, from NLS Bard. You can get it from NLS Bard and from Bookshare. If you have um, access, and I guess... What I need to do is to write to Carla Reshevel and ask her if uh, if there are any more copies of the book left. I want to tell you just a little bit about myself. Um, I 
joined the California Council of the Blind as a scholarship winner in 1971. At that time, it was affiliated with the National Federation of the Blind. I got in, jumped in really quickly because I went to my chapter meeting and they immediately volunteered me that I was going to be the secretary. So that's how I started. Uh, long story short, there was a, a civil war between, and you guys will hear about it in this book, um, and California, um, CCB left the NFB, and I opted to go with CCB, which was on its own for a while. I left because I had some very young children that we were raising, and I came back when I got my guide dog, my fourth guide dog in 1988. And at that time, we had become the affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. I am currently president of my local chapter in the Inland Empire in California. I am chair of the CCB Scholarship Committee. I am a member of several affiliates, including BRL, uh, CAAVL, that's California Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, uh, Golden State Guide Dog Handlers, um, and I am a fund manager of the Ellen Murphy Fund, which is a crisis fund for women who are single and legally blind and living in California. I am a member of the board of directors of the California Council of the Blind, and this is my second term. Okay, um, before we get started, does anybody have any questions or would you like to introduce yourself to answer the questions? Who are you? When did you join the blindness movement? And what would you like to gain from this discussion group? Christy, may I ask a question? I'm yes, host, David. But I was just wondering, um, the authors of this book, what involvement, or maybe you'll cover this in the talk oh, about oh, what I'm, was their involvement? Okay, we'll mm-hmm, also cover that. Then. I will. I'm just curious mm-hmm. to know how they're involved with ACB. Mm-hmm. I will. Little salt. <laughs> cool. You don't have hands at the moment. No hands. Okay. So, actually, um, James and Marjorie happened to have a relative who had worked with um, Leroy McDaniel. And because of that, they were introduced to him. You will learn in the, um, in the front matter of the book about the relationship between Kathy McGivern, um, who basically was like 
a, a surrogate daughter to the McDaniel family. And um, in 1994, um, Marjorie and James received a call from, why did I say, it's Durward McDaniel, sorry about that. Um, and um, and so the the long and short of it is that they were asked to write a book of the history of the blindness movement and the beginning of the American Council of the Blind. So in order to do that, um, Marjorie was busy. And James was busy, and they took it on as a, a joint venture. They discussed how they got involved, and uh, and uh, Marjorie first started writing, um, and then James joined her, and so it sort of changed the trajectory of the book. And James wrote. Uh, more of the historical content and gave it more of a um, oh, textbook feel. And uh, Marjorie worked with the uh, interviews and uh, allowing people to, tear the, to tell their story. So um, Part in, in the book, part of the book, um, this is in the preface, I believe. I don't want to quote. Um, I'll tell you where it's from in a minute, but I just want to read this little section. Jim and Marjorie McGivern, McGivern I always do that because that's how... Everybody else pronounces it as Megavern, but it's not. Um, James and Marjorie McGivern are two, are to, where's B, are to be commended for a masterful documentation of events surrounding a formation and subsequent contributions of the American Council of the Blind. One needs to peruse only a few pages to realize the immense time and effort that went into the necessary and intricate background research, undertaking of writing a history of an organization by pulling together information from interviews, correspondence, conference speeches, and other documents is monumental and almost overwhelming. The the centerpiece of this process 
was Durward McDaniel's private correspondence previously unavailable, which illuminates so much of the story. Thankfully, the McGiverns stuck with the tedious and laborious task through eight long years to provide this significant contribution to blindness literature, a story untold until now. So any comments or questions? Raise your hand, please. Oh, that was by G Dean W. Tuttle, Professor Emeritus, University of Northern Colorado. Okay, any questions or comments thus far? With her hands so far, there aren't any, but let me see. Okay, and how much time? You're at 22 minutes. Okay. No hands at the moment. Okay. Um, so what I would like to do is to find out how many of you have already read this book? If you've read this book, can you raise your hand? Okay. You, you have one hand. And that would be Larry's. Okay. I know more people read this book because they say there you they go. did. Now they're coming up. Here they come. Um, <laughs> Larry, uh, someone you haven't heard from yet, Terry Pacheco. Pachit Pacheco, yeah. Terry knew most of those people. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sandy. Yeah, you got uh, five hands. Okay. So you got five okay. people that have raised their hand. Okay. So I read this book. When I first read this book, I read it with my husband. Generally, I read tons of books, but we sat and read this book together. Do you want me to lower their hands or give them a yes, chance to please. speak? Okay. Thank you. Um, and when I, when I read the book, uh, I kept saying over and over to myself, oh, my goodness, I know that person. I remember that. Um, it's amazing. Or I didn't know that. Those are the kinds of um, those are the kinds of comments that we made to each other. Um, living as a part of NFB and then as a part of ACB, I remember thinking to myself. Um, how sad. I felt about the rift between NFB and ACB, but I understood why, and it um, reinforced my decision to join ACB. So would anyone like to make a comment about um, how you felt about reading that book? If you would, please raise your hand. Thank you. 
Any hints? I had to think about the fact that I knew some people. Bob Acosta, I knew because I grew up. Bob's older than I am, but I grew up knowing him through other associations. But there were so many events and so many people and so many things that were intertwined. I was fascinated by the intrigue of the book as much as I was by just the history of the book because it took so many different turns and and everything was described so well, partially through Derwood McDaniel's correspondence and through tons of other interviews. That probably was not an easy book to put together and I understand they're working that others are working on an update to that book as well. But uh, it was just the fascination with everything that was covered in that book. I, I enjoyed reading it, and, and I'm going to enjoy reading it again because now I'll know more about those people the second time as I go through it. Thank you, Larry. Anyone else? Nope, that was on the hand. Terry, you lived some of this stuff. You want to comment? Hi. As a matter of fact, I just put the, I have a recording. Actually, anybody that wanted it could get it. Um, A recording that Durwood did himself back in, I want to say it was 1972. It's about 50 years old anyway. I think it's around 72. Mm -hmm. Uh, When it was back at the time of, um, we had started what's now the Bay State Council of the Blind. And the Federation had, uh, Jernigan had put out an article, shall we call it, in the Braille Monitor, um, doing away with any dual membership. And we were in, a, in the Boston area, and people were interested in being in both. My husband was on the board of the Boston chapter of the Federation. And um, so he had gotten Charlie Crawford and I a, uh, a chance to speak at their state convention because they were ready to, uh, they, they didn't want to not allow dual membership. They wanted to allow dual membership. And everything that transpired over that um, one, it was a pretty amazing weekend, I'll tell you that. But um, at the time, there were several, a few of us who uh, later became involved, very involved with ACB. It was me, Charlie Crawford, who was uh, later the executive director, um, Mar- uh, Marlena Lieberg was involved in this with us at that time. We were all the ones who started that group. Another one, Phyllis Mitchell. And so Derwood sat down one night and gave us a history on a cassette, his version of the history of the beginnings, the ending, the whole, everything that happened in the 50s. And I sat and listened to a good bit of that last night. It's been a long time since I've listened to that recording, but it was, um, it was, it's, it's very interesting um, to hear it in Derwood's words, as opposed to 
um, the way, and, and not that they disagree. I don't mean that at all. Um, they just kind of uh, textbooked it, shall we say. Um, Jim, and, Jim and Marjorie um, just kind of textbooked it. Um, Kathy McGivern um, worked for ACB uh, back in those days. And I'm not sure what else I can really tell you um, a lot. I, I myself did not get involved until very early 1972. Um, just a little humorous thing. My, I started going out with my husband in January of 72. He was uh, a member of the Blind Leadership Club, which was based at Council Leader, and asked me if I wanted to go to a meeting with him one Saturday. I thought it was kind of a cheap date, but um, it's been a part of our lives ever since. Actually, what it was is he knew that there were some people who I had known in the past would be there. So, you know, we just, when we got involved, I, the next thing I was vice president, um, I ran the state conventions for many years um, between 73 and 86. And um, in between, you know, you raised your family, you drifted off, you came back, that kind of thing. But there was a lot that went on. And I think one of the things that would be very interesting for people to do if we get a chance, and I think it goes along very well with the uh, reading of the book, is go back on the website and look up some of the old Braille forums. Just look at the table of contents and look at that and look at the table of contents today. And I think, I think it's, a, it's an eye-opening experience. And a lot of that goes along with the book. So I hope I haven't overstayed my welcome. No, Terry, it's so interesting. And is there any way, how long is that uh, cassette? How long is his um, history? It's, I think it was probably a 90-minute cassette. Wow. It actually, actually um, Sharon sent it to me the other day because my original copy got lost when we were digitizing it. Um, and it's, she sent me a cassette of it and it's on two CDs, but it's in a strange format, but it does, it does work in, in, I put it on my computer last night and it worked on that. Uh, it's in a CDA audio. Oh, yeah. Recording. Okay. It still plays. I, yeah, it still plays. Yeah. I was trying to convert it to an MP3 and I couldn't get I, I can do that. that if you really want me to. I can. Really, Larry? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. That would be Larry. awesome. Because yeah. Then, because then we can download it and uh, and everybody can have access to it. And wouldn't that be wonderful? What we did with it was when I found the because we had already published the book when I found the cassette. And so what we did was we, uh, I think Marlena digitized it. Um, I And Sharon, we ran it through the tape duplicator in the office. And what we did is we put the cassettes in the cassette version. When the book first came out, it was available in hard copy, on cassette. And uh, I want to say there was another version. Oh, Braille. I knew there was another version. <laughs> um, and we put in the cassette version, we put a copy of the cassette. And so I know that there's, that's where she, she pulled one out for me the other day. 
So she probably could um, could get you whatever you want, Larry. And if if you have any problem um, getting in touch with her or anything, which I can't imagine, I have it. You can get in touch with me too, either one of Okay, us. I'll follow up later on. Thank you. Thanks. Any comments or questions about this or anything else? You have about 11 minutes left. Okay, thank you. Comments or questions about anything else? Would you no. all like to hear? No hands so far. Would you all like to hear some of what Durward had to say? So there is, um, in this book, it is broken up, um, and there is a, an, a preface. And the cool thing is that um, um, I brailed some of this book from uh, the doc version. And you can braille the whole book if you want from the BRF. And um, I like it because I want to know how names are spelled. Acknowledgements. Grateful acknowledgement is made for use of material from the following. Francis Kessler, The Unseen Minority, A Social History of Blindness in America, David McKay, 1976, with special thanks to the American Foundation for the Blind for authorizing its use. Brian McGee and Martin Milligan, On Blindness, Oxford University Press, 1995. A.N. Wilson, The Life of John Milton, Oxford University Press, 1983. Gerda Lerner, Why History Matters, Life and Thought, Oxford University Press, 1997. Floyd Matson, Walking Alone and Marching Together, a History of the Organized Blind Movement in the United States, 1940-1990, National Federation of the Blind, 1990, The Braille Forum, Braille Free Press, and Braille Monitor, and A.G. Dickens and John Tonkin, The Reformation in Historical Thought, Harvard University Press, 1985. We also received valuable help in assembling the photographs that appear in this book, our thanks go to the following individuals, all of whom either provided photographs or contacted those who had them. Sharon Lovering at the ACB National Office, Reese Robron, Otis Stevens, Hollis Liggett, Charles Hodge, Catherine Skyvers, Mary Murphy Wirtle, Craig Burson, Arnold Auk, Scott Sumner, Dean Fluellen, Bernice Kandarian, Margaret Noah Nickerson, Roxanne Hansen, Kathleen McGivern, Anne and John M. Sims, Gary Goyke of the Wisconsin Council of the Blind, Chris Pike at Quick Quality Press in Madison, Wisconsin, Ken Ramsauer and Glenn Blackwood at Accent Photography in Wilmington, North Carolina, and Bill Edge and Monique Pringle at the Georgia Public Service Commission. The lovely photograph of Eileen and Durward McDaniel that appears after Chapter 12 was provided by Kathleen McGivern, who was executive director of the AER when the picture was taken. She gave the following background account. The photo was taken in July 1994 at the Biennial Conference of the Association for Education and Rehabilitation of the Blind and Visually Impaired. AER is the name of the merged organizations that were AAWB and AEVH. The McDaniels were there because I was being presented with a special recognition plaque, the text of which had been written by Durward. The conference was in Dallas, Texas, and they came in just for that event. That was all engineered by Mike Bina, who was president of AER and superintendent of the Texas School for the Blind at the time. He even put them up in his presidential suite that night. It was only two months later that Doward McDaniel died. 
oh man, I wish I could see those pictures. I don't wish I could see very much, but I wish I could see those pictures. I'm going to just, how much time do I have left? You got just about under, under three minutes. Three, okay. So I'm going to read the table of contents, dedication, forward, preface, acknowledgements, list of photographs, introduction. Part one, background. Chapter one, the coming of the third age. Chapter two, the original NFB, 1940 to 1954. Part two, diverging paths, 1955 to 1961. Chapter three, seeds of conflict, 1955 to 1958. Chapter four, Santa Fe, 1959, NFB board purged. Chapter five, Miami, 1960. Six NFB affiliates purged. Chapter 6, Kansas City, 1961. The organization dismembered. Part 3, ACB, the first 40 years. Chapter 7, launching ACB, 1962 to 1968. Chapter 8, McDaniel in D.C., 1968 to 1981. Chapter 9, New Struggles, 1981 to 1989. Chapter 10, New Opportunities, 1989 to 1995. Chapter 11, New Strengths, 1995 to 2001. Part 4, Conclusion. Chapter 12, Afterthoughts. Appendix 1, Presidents of the American Council of the Blind. Appendix 2, Convention Sites of the NFB, 1940 to 1961. Appendix 3, Convention Sites of the ACB. 1962 to 2003. Appendix 4. Awards by year. Appendix 5. Original ACB Constitution. So um, I hope all of you will come back. And I'm suggesting that we go ahead and read the, um, the front matter and maybe have a little discussion of the front matter next week. And then we'll begin reading chapter one. And if we get some of Durward's excerpts, we'll hopefully be able to play them um, throughout some of uh, our discussion, as well as having some guest speakers. So if you know people who are uh, have been involved, have them come. If you know people who you would like to invite, Please let them know this book discussion group is happening, and I hope that I have kept your interest. Thank you.